Let's head to the KRDO Newsline now, joined by ABC News Entertainment correspondent Jason Nathanson. You know, I would say it's a big weekend at the box office, but maybe small the better adjective, of course, with a quantum mania beginning today. <laughs> yes, you have Ant-Man and the Wasp. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Ant-Man is small. Also, the quantum realm... Yeah, the quantum realm is also very, very small, uh, and that's where this movie takes place, mostly in the quantum realm, which is the kind of microscopic world uh, inside of worlds where if you shrink down basically to atomic size, there are worlds happening that we don't even know about, and that's the quantum realm, which we've seen before in the Ant-Man movies. They've kind of explored it. Kind of like in the last phase of Marvel, there was a lot of multiverse stuff. This, the quantum realm is kind of that version uh, of what we're in now with Phase 5 of the Marvel movies. And this, this movie kicks off Phase 5 with the new bad guy who's going to be the, the Thanos of these films. Kang the Conqueror is played by Jonathan Majors, who we first saw in the Loki series, which is all a lot of words that don't make sense to a lot of people, I'm sure, out there. But um, to Marvel fans, it makes a bunch of sense. And you have Paul Rudd, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly. They're all back for this Ant-Man movie, which is basically the quantum realm to me looked a lot like Star Wars. So if Star Wars and Marvel had a baby, it would look like this film, uh, which is a good thing and maybe a little bit of a derivative thing for some people. Yeah, and Uh, I was going to say, with this kind of being in that phase five and a lot of those words making, you know, some questionable sense to a lot of people, is this something that you need to do a lot of that homework and kind of get up to speed on the backstory? Or can you kind of jump in now on this and kind of get an idea as far as where everything's going? I think if you jumped in now, you would be okay. Some things wouldn't make sense, and you'll definitely miss a lot because there are a lot of references to past things that have happened. You know, this is the third Ant-Man movie, so there are a lot of references to what's been happening in that uh, series itself. Um, But this is also a good place maybe to start since they are kind of starting fresh with this new era of storytelling where, you know, phase four, which is probably the least cohesive of all the Marvel phases, that was most of the movies that came out during the pandemic. So Eternals, Shang-Chi, The Last Doctor Strange, The Last Spider-Man, um, which, which all in total for phase four was one of the least successful, although still made a ton of money and people still watch them, um, but not as successful as phase three, which was Thanos and Avengers Endgame and all that kind of stuff. So they're kind of doing a little bit of a reset here with the Marvel Universe, but it's still uh, a lot of the characters and a lot of the stories that we know and love. Absolutely. Speaking of another character we know and love, and of course we also know everybody loves a gritty reboot, uh, finally, that gritty reboot of the Winnie the Pooh characters that we've been <laughs> asking for right now, is Nobody it going to be worth the time? For. Nobody was asking for this. Somebody thought yeah, of not, it, though. <laughs> not just gritty, we're talking straight up horror with oh. Winnie the Pooh blood and honey. And what happened here is that these characters fell into the public domain, so it was uh, open for anybody to kind of take them and do what they wanted to. The first decision was not to make something family friendly. It was to make a horror movie, uh, which is what we have here, which was made for $15,000. And if you've seen the trailer, it looks like it was made for $15,000. The trailer came out last year and got a lot of attention. People were either horrified or really intrigued. Uh, The basic premise here is Christopher Robin uh, goes off to college. Pooh and Piglet 
uh, are forced to find a new source of food and they go on a bloody rampage. Um, the movie, again, made for $15,000, has made almost $2 million worldwide. So it's a huge box office success for what it was made for, um, but I know it's not going to get... Uh, some people are going to say, no, thank you, I don't want to give you money. Yeah, that author, E.E. E. Milne, right? Milne, I, he's rolling over in his grave right now. Definitely. Very possibly. But at least it'll be an early contender for the Razzies is sure. And finally, Jason, I think I'm probably the only one here at Cardio that's really, you know, kind of tuned in with the Apple TV Plus series and this uh, new kind of sci-fi dramedy, Hello Tomorrow. The trailers really caught my attention. Is it going to be worth the watch? Yeah, it's a retro futurist dramedy, uh, which is basically, imagine it's set in the 50s, but they have all this kind of technology that we don't even have today. Robots are doing a lot of the work. You can take a jetpack to work, um, you know, things that we've been promised, but we, we don't even have yet. And it stars Billy Crudup as a guy who is basically selling timeshares on the moon. Um, but things are not exactly what they seem. You'll get that from the first episode. Uh, I think it's it's interesting. The first three episodes are out today on Apple TV Plus, and the first episode's only half an hour long, so uh, it's not a huge investment to check it out. Yeah, so if it's not worth that, I can just head back over to uh, Netflix, catch up on a perfect match or some other trashy reality, and none, you know, no harm, no foul. Exactly. All right, Jason, we appreciate the uh, time. We'll talk again next Friday. All right, take care.